0: I feel really awkward right now because I have a flu and I'm all hopped up on drugs and I'm also surrounded by police officers large very large very scary police officers not scary (laughs) No. No. Uh, 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 so we actually have uh pat and jim and george in here um the, you're all you're all officers right pat we all know pat of course chief chief officer uh chief officer
1: did, uh, did, chief did, of security didn't you tell by the way i'm rob because i'm not always here um, oh yeah that's right on the podcast but um <laughs> didn't you tell me you walked into I, I don't know if it was a briefing or something but a room of cops recently and like half of them yelled out hey you're security chief pat uh, yeah that yeah that happens yeah i'm starting to get recognized that's now, that's cool publicly so uh yes most of most of the audience knows pat um as our security chief and working under the umbrella of Sac county uh, Sac sheriff county uh, Cur- one of their how do you describe it we're an affiliate agency of sacramento county sheriff's department okay and then jim what do, what do you do
2: i'm a homicide detective with Sac county whoa Ooh.
1: whoa whoa uh, how long have you been a cop Fifteen years. All with Sac County? Yes, sir. And then, George, what do you do?
2: Uh,
3: I currently work for the contract city of Ranch Cordova, which is under Sac County.
1: So you're all under—so in some way, you're all part of the Sac County Sheriff's Department umbrella. Correct. All right, so uh, what's the point of why everybody is here? Why would we bring all of you in? Well, it's that time of year. You've heard me talk about it in
4: uh, previous podcasts, and you've talked about it on the air. It is the 46th annual Guns and Hoses. Um, Pig Bull presents Guns and Hoses, which is the longest-running uh
1: Charity football game in the United States. So, I have a stupid question be- because we've been affiliated with or helping this thing for like 15 plus years. Right. And I always get confused. Is it called Guns and Hoses or is it called the Pig Bowl? Because so, people call it the Pig Bowl a lot. So, when this started back in the early
4: 70s, it used to be the Pig Bowl because it was SAC PD against SAC Sheriff and it was cops on cops. So, it was, it was, it was pigs. And so, um, and then so uh, through the attrition, they brought in fire. So now it's become one team is like um, law enforcement, which is a collective of all the law enforcement agencies in the area, and then all the fire, fire. So now it's guns versus hoses, but Pig bull is the kind of the big organization that started. It. So it's Pig bull
1: presents guns and hoses. So Brandon alluded to you guys being giant, which you are, and not all not all cops are. I, when I go out on ride-alongs I notice a lot of, some cops, believe it or not, are smaller than me, as you guys know. Mm. That's more, believe it or not, for people listening, like, how could a guy smaller than Rob be a cop? That's amazing. Um, so, George, uh, uh, what are you about, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, six uh, plus and uh, wait, uh, uh, stealth 250? <laughs> that's, that's polite. We'll, we'll, we'll call it 250. A right. little on the higher end of that. Okay, okay. Uh, And Jim, how, how, how big you come in?
2: And there's a reason I'm asking these things. Um, if you ask George, I'm not six three. If He's you not. ask the doctor, I'm seventy five inches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> five years of high school gives me six three. Now, but did you guys did you guys play football in school? G- Jim is old enough
3: to be my father. <laughs> so, no. Son, I- I'm closer in age to his oldest daughter than I am to him.
1: Okay, so and the reason I'm asking all this, and a lot of guys know Pat, you're you're enormous, six four. Two eighty five. Two eighty five. And no, so do now, Pat. You don't play anymore, do you? Well, Didn't you I, retire from playing? Well, I'm not saying I retired. I you have quinch. an injury that I haven't
4: addressed yet because I'm a man. And I won't. <laughs> However. <laughs> <laughs> However, the, the new woman has made a slew of doctor's appointments, with started the physical, and now I have an ortho appointment. So
1: but there's you won't be playing in this year? I won't be playing this year, okay. but uh,
4: there's a chance I'll come back next year.
1: Because I, I've, I've seen this going over the last many years uh, because Pat and I also bowl. And when it's pig bowl time, you guys actually practice. And over the last few years, Pat would start coming in in January every week just moaning and crying and limping and <laughs> looking like he's breaking down as a human being. So I wasn't surprised when, oh, yeah, I've got an injury. I can't play anymore. More, but so you, you play, yes, you, sir. You're playing this year, yes. Okay, and George, you're playing as well, yes, sir. Okay, so um, you guys actually play football. It's a real game yes. for for people that want to go out and
2: and see this. You guys, you take this seriously. There's a lot of people that come out and say, oh, I can come out and play, and then they go to practice. And they go, oh, this is real football. I'm out. <laughs>
1: real tackle football against giant. You guys are playing. Which who who you, who's who's the fire department? Who who are the hoses?
2: They're a bunch of hoses. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the fire department from probably January to January. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it, it's a collection of Metro Fire, Folsom Fire, paramedics. I mean,
1: cheaters.
2: A of oh, cheaters in there. In there. Do
1: you? Do you guys? Is there when you guys are actually playing? Is there smack talk on the field and everything? Oh, you have f- no idea. You yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm actually looking forward to going this year because Pat has teased me with uh, field passes so that I can get to the bench and hear all this smack talk. And I affirmed that up
1: uh, yesterday at practice. Yes, thank you. And is it, so now in, in real football, college and the pros, all sorts of dirty stuff happens. Are you guys, you guys, like, if there's a fumble, are you grabbing each
2: other and, and trying to get over? I mean, is it that serious? I spend most of the time trying to get off the field to the water bottle. <laughs> most of the time so i don't know what goes on if i see the ball gone I'll, time for a switch <laughs> George and i are i, I would say not
4: that worrying. it's it's uh college level ball it's not it's not there's no joke i mean there are people are hitting and emotions getting involved and there's a lot of smack talking is there
1: i'm sure you guys keep trying but what's the record of cops versus firefighters? whose wins oh actually i have I don't, I should we to have the most that. wins yeah. they've only
2: won four oh. out of the last 15 that we played.
3: What a disgrace. 16. Well, they've never really had the numbers that we had. So the past few years, we've had 90 come out, and they have 30. So they have guys going both ways, and it's just never been the same.
4: So they've had some logistical issues on their side, and what I can tell you is that they had a uh, coaching staff change last year. So this is the second year, and some of the old alumni are coming back. So what we're finding out is it was some internal issues that the firefighters didn't like the coaching. And so now I heard they have numbers this year. It could be a game.
0: Now, do a lot of the guys that get involved actually have a history of playing football like in college or, or, his, or high school?
4: We've had past uh, deputies who have pro experience. No
0: shit. Yeah. That's, that's right. Awesome.
1: I forgot we can cuss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> usually so I take the I, dump button. When I'm in this position, usually I cannot cuss for the live show. But, but by the way, before we go too far, we should do like the, the basics of where is it, when is it, why is it, and how do people get, how and why would people want to go, Well, all those things. Well, I mean, uh, it's a
4: blast. So the the game's on uh, Saturday, January twenty fifth. The uh, kickoff's at one p.m., but we have a kids fair um, that starts at eleven a.m. Um, and there's tailgating uh, too, right? Uh, well, if you know anything about uh,
0: my, uh, my firefighters, my wife, <laughs> my or wife I usually
2: have to text her when I'm on the sideline. Hey, the game's about to start, and I don't see you in the stands. <laughs> she's, she's, she stumbles in.
4: There are there are some people who never make it out of the parking lot from the tailgating. <laughs> um, it's actually gotten so bad that they've designated some parking spaces for people who camp the night before and camp that night and never leave the. Wow, oh, this sounds like and a great at, time. It's at Hornet Stadium. Um, uh, anybody military with an ID in for free. Children under five in for free. And what, what,
1: what's the beneficiary reason why people should go other than it's a
4: great time? Well, it's a, it's a charity. It's a charity game. So all our proceeds go. For, by the way, the tickets are $10 for everybody who's not military and over 5 um, It's We benefit uh, the uh, Firefighters Burn Institute, the Sheriff's Department uh, toy project. And today uh, this year, what's new is we've teamed up with uh, United Way. Make a wish. Uh, or Make a Wish, Make a Wish, uh, California. <laughs> my bad. Same one, yeah. same thing. It's my gift for uh, not going off my notes and trying to do this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're it's going to be kind of exciting because they're actually granting a wish at the game. Oh, cool! And oh, nice. the recipient does not know um, that they're getting it. So, and how do people get tickets? Uh, you can get tickets from uh, PigBowl.org, the, the website, or you can buy them at the gate. Um, the sheriff's um, Sacramento law enforcement agency is also selling them. So there's, there's several different ways to get. It. It's not that difficult, but you can just go up show up game day, buy them at the gate.
1: No, George, when you when you were talking earlier about the firefighters not having the same numbers, you obviously meant literally numbers of participants, but I was wondering if you were referring to what is there a is there a, a, a noticeable size difference on the field? I mean you you often see large cops. I don't I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time with firefighters. I don't know how often you see large firefighters.
3: There are a handful of big boys on that side. Um, they're more of a speed team, and as you can tell from the two of us, they're more of a running down their throat kind of team. Um, speed kills. Yeah, and we it was funny. We, last year, Jim and I started making T-shirts for the O-line, and Jim has a famous saying that I'm sure all the receivers and quarterbacks are going to love. It's when they drop the ball, Jim yells out, that's why we run the ball. <laughs> so we made T-shirts on the back, and it says, that's why we run the ball, so...
2: It never fails in practice. They always throw the ball.
1: And what, what is, it? when I was making fun of Pat about the practice, the practices are hardcore. I mean, what, what what is the practice regiment like for you guys?
2: They've they toned it down over the past few years. Uh, when I first started, it was five days a week. <laughs> Monday wow. through Friday, two hours, running, hitting, full pads all the time. And now they, they've changed it up to one practice, is helmets, and the helmets and shoulder pads. And then the final practice of the week would be full, full go. But it's just thud tempo so that... They've realized that uh, through the practices, the testosterone flows and people Uh get in fights and they get injured before the game and then they're not allowed to play. And all this
1: time, you guys are doing all this practicing. You're also being cops and you're regular. It's not like you get the week off or or however. Do you practice for a week or a month? You practice for the whole month.
0: That that was my question. I was going to say, how long do you guys prepare and uh, how do you find the balance? Like, do you you still have to do your job? (laughs) So it sounds like a lot of preparation.
4: They, those guys can speak more than I can, but a lot of the administration bosses are pretty uh, flexible with helping you go to practices and give you time off of work. But it's a one-month practice for a one-game season. Wow!
3: <laughs> I spend eleven months of the year paying my wife back for the one month pickle.
1: Because of the time away, or because you're in a bad mood, or because you're no, sore, or all of it's,
3: <laughs> the above. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a combination.
4: Yeah, the biggest thing is surviving the practices. I got hurt on the last practice. Making it to
2: game day is really the difficult part.
1: Is the game fun for you guys? I know it's fun to watch, but is it fun for you guys? That's my Christmas.
2: It's a blast. Really? Oh, Oh, nice. Love football. Love it. I mean, I'm 45 years old, so I've been playing for (laughs) 40 years.
1: What's the average age of guys out there?
2: It's not
4: forty-five.
1: Well, because that's the thing. I mean, being being a a middle-aged man myself, I I also notice when I go out on ride-alongs, the cops are getting younger and younger. And yeah, there's cops like you guys that are out there, but there's also cops fresh out of the academy, three years, five. I mean, in their mid, late twenties. And you remember what that was like? That's that's a big disparity in terms of age and physical acuity and all that. So, what are you guys? You guys are going up against guys that young, right? And in that type of shape,
2: the fire, the fast fire guys are super young, super athletic and then the guys we go against are the same guys that have been out there for a long time mm-hmm. who are larger, can't move as fast. So <laughs> we're well, not going to put little guys on the line against yeah. you know, our right. line. It's not going to And I I've, I've realized through the years that they go both ways. Fire department do the. They don't have any uh, they don't have a lot of people to do the, the D line. So I've realized like in the third quarter I'll tell the D lineman, hey, we're not coming your way and we'll take a break. So you mean, you mean they play offense <laughs> and defense, yes. whereas originally I thought you were making an
1: off-color joke about firemen and their, their masculinity. <laughs> um, later we'll, we'll let you plug <laughs> <today>. <laughs> So uh, uh, we, we can't let the juicy part of some of this go. And I know, Jim, people's, people perked up when they heard you're a homicide detective. Right. How, how long have you been doing that specifically? Two years. And, and before that, were you patrol? I was on a task force and then I did patrol. So – he has a famous
4: uh, coughs episode where he's in pursuit and pulled his hamstring. <laughs>
3: it's not me. It <laughs> no. was that. No, that was that was, that? <laughs> no, that was, uh, oh. that was the Ace guys. Who no, Jim Jim was on lockdown.
4: I thought that was. Uh, I, went, I had that wrong. Beggars. Yeah. 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 Magus. It was Makers. Different yes. deputy. Yeah, all you guys I'm are chasing me. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, Mr. C, he's Mr. C-Clan. I was going to say, that's
1: one thing I've noticed with the, those of you that are cops that are larger, you do not like the foot chases. Mm-mm. That is not on your top, the, the top I, of your list. I
3: will say I'm two
1: for two. In, so you've had two foot chases? And and you mean, I've or? had lots
3: of guys run for me, but, but those I've actually chased, I've caught both of them. <laughs> the two times nice. you bothered to run, you got, well, good for you. Yeah, 100%, uh, I'll take
1: it. When I, I did a ride-along a couple weekends ago with uh, canine Deputy, is it Frizzy? Frizzy. Yeah, uh, Brian, not Eric, the brother, who's also right. a cop, yeah. or the sister-in-law, who's also a cop. Right. Uh, and he was talking about the other famous cops episode out of Sacramento, because he was part of it, the Zebra, when the Zebra oh, yeah. episode, the Zebra or, got uh, away, <laughs> uh, or whatever. So, so Jim... Um, I mean, just for regular people, I mean, th- for you, this is what you do. But as a homicide detective, what, how does that work? You show up and there's a dead body there and you have to start figuring it out. I mean, how, what is your job like?
2: It's uh, taxing. Very, very taxing. Emotionally? Uh, not emotionally. I can detach from that. I don't have a problem with that. A dead body is a dead body. Uh, for my family and being away from that. Um, have you ever seen the show First 48? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like that. First 48 hours, my family doesn't see me. They know when I get a call out. Bye, Dad. So, what do you what do you do
1: on the fortunate times when there are no homicides, or are there? Is there always a homicide that you're investigating, like open cold cases, things like that?
2: Yeah, you're always you're always doing something. We're um, three teams of four, so each team is on call for ten days. So, if you get ten homicides in those ten days, oh. those are your homicides. So, I've, I'm I was on uh, training, so I was on for 20 days of the month and I had six and eight days. Wow. I don't think my wife saw me for <laughs> the entire month.
1: Are, is 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 everyone different? Is there is there all, or, or are there summers like, okay, I know exactly, yeah. like this is a gang killing, I know what this is. There's always a common theme of mostly marijuana. Really? Yes. Now that is not an answer I expect. What do you mean by that?
0: A deal's gone bad?
2: Everybody wants the marijuana rip and the marijuana rip will go bad. So if you set up a marijuana a deal with joe blow and you and your friends go hey we're gonna go over here and we're gonna rip him for all his money and his dope wow well joe blow's got a gun you got a gun and it ends up so in your experience right
1: now in in sack county the majority of homicides are somehow related to that
2: yeah the gangs deal dope and marijuana is now legal so everybody and their grandmother grows the dope
3: and good good marijuana is worth more than meth is per pound it is amazing what they're doing with marijuana now.
2: So is this uh,
1: the last ever since it became fully legalized you've seen this escalation? Absolutely. Now, uh, I, when I was on my last ride along I was talking to uh, to Brian uh, uh, I know one of the frustrations for a lot of you guys is and what what was the proposition pat you and I have talked about a million times? 47. Dollars. Prop 47, which basically what? It basically decriminalized a bunch of stuff. Correct. Everything. So, and, and the the frustration that I got like from Brian um, and I, I've heard from you, Pat, is that there's a lot of crimes, and I think crimes that people would be shocked at, that you, you, a lot of times you guys just don't, is it right for me to say you don't even bother because you know the DA won't bother? Is that is that the That's right way to
2: phrase it? The the um, My wife works at Ulta, the Ulta beauty counter or whatever.
1: Yes, I know it well. My wife lives there.
2: <laughs> so, so people just walk in there, and they go to the perfumes or the most expensive makeup, and they put it in the bag, and they walk out. And there's really nothing that um, law enforcement can do because it's they've made it such not a crime that it's not worth it's not worth the, like the security guard's life for one so they don't hey can we have our bag back no and they leave and then when we get there it's basically a property crime nobody got injured so there you go so somebody steals hundreds of dollars
1: of of makeup and even if you can find them it's not why is it not worth it
2: to find them and and arrest them or whatever it is you would do. It's worth it. You can do it. Um, but we have more pressing things to do than write somebody a ticket for stealing and then the DA not even file on
1: it. Because that's that's the punchline, is that y- you, you could go to the trouble to do it, but in the end, nothing's going to basically, quote, unquote, nothing's going to happen to them.
2: As soon as they made Prop 47 and all the, um, what's the other one they made? They? 57? 57. 57, made all the drugs misdemeanors, we have to do the same amount of work for a drug case, you know, a minor in, uh, possession drugs, we have to do the same amount of work and write them a ticket and let them go on their way versus the satisfaction of, oh, you have dope? Cool. I'm now taking you to jail and I've gotten you off the street for three, four days until you go to see the judge.
1: This is something I've seen with you, Pat. When we've been out, we, we will often find people with meth or other drugs and and a lot of times, like, Pat, why did you just – all you did was smash their pipe or take mm-hmm. – and and this has always been your answer. Absolutely. Well, everybody has it.
4: So, um, you know, I could spend 10 hours a shift just writing tickets on meth. And I think um, – and I don't want to be quoted on this, but I believe the DA isn't even uh, prosecuting on anything under a half a gram so these guys are known that they're carrying 0. 0.3 and 0. 0.4 grams of meth on them because they know that the DA won't
0: file on it. Now, this isn't drug-related, but I saw this on the on the news actually last night. Um, and I don't know what, what specific law it is, but when it comes to car thefts, um, apparently people can bash in the back window or the side window, crawl through, snag, snatch anything they can out of the car, all your belongings, and they won't be prosecuted if— they can prove that the door was locked. There's something that, like, with the door locks,
2: it changes we, the crime title. We have to prove that the door was locked,
0: right? And so, and and the, and if it's not worth even getting the guy because th- this is what the news was saying. It's not worth to get the guy even if they steal everything and you still can't prove if the door was locked or not.
1: Correct. It's because that is that because it cl- it changes it from some something like breaking and entering to theft th- to theft to simple theft.
3: If the door is unlocked to your car and somebody goes in and steals your stuff, it goes to simple theft.
1: But the burden's on you guys to prove that the door was locked. Correct. How wow. the hell do you do that? Exactly.
3: Burden's on the state for everything.
1: Yeah. You can. <laughs> so what was what what is your understanding? I, I don't want to just because I know people are going to be wondering this. What is your understanding of what the the logic behind? Prop 47 and or 57 was. I mean, this is something we voted on. The state voted it, it, on. It,
3: it was an overcrowding of the prisons. So basically a long story short with the, with a lot of the drug crimes, you have people going to prison for possession, sales, whatever the case may be. There's a federal lawsuit about inmate overpopulation and medical care and A, B and C, which then we ran into, pro, uh, excuse me, assembly bill 109, which is now where we got the post-release community supervision, kicked everybody out of prison and dropped all these crimes down to misdemeanors and stuff like that.
1: So the PR campaign that, that that sold the public was basically prisons are overcrowded and it's overcrowded with a bunch of people that aren't committing violent crimes and we don't need to do this. Well, That was the rhetoric, but the bill was signed as safe streets and neighborhoods. <laughs>
4: and, of course, California voters don't read the bill, so they just saw, oh, who wants? we all want safe streets
1: and neighborhoods. Yes. And your experience as cops is that the exact opposite has happened. We do not have safer streets as a result of... No, well, it's, nope.
2: it's proven that crime has gone up. The data
1: is there. It's not even arguable. What about the other big thing we talk about on the regular show a lot? Um, and I know, Pat, you have a lot of interaction with this. What about homelessness? Uh, we We get stuck talking about homelessness once a week. Because it's so out of control. I see a couple of you shaking your heads. I mean, it's expand And, and uh, when, I go, when I go downtown, when I go midtown, I can't believe. It's like every time I'm down there, there's like a new encampment. It's getting wider and wider. From a cop perspective, uh, input, thoughts. Well,
3: as, as you say every day, you're an adult. It's not hurting anybody else. Do what you want. <laughs> so how do you stop somebody as an adult from not wanting any bills not wanting you know, wanting to do their drugs, which is now a misdemeanor, and most people don't file on it, how do you stop that? You can't force them to go take their mental health meds. What, what is the corrective behavior to force somebody to do something they don't want to do?
4: Well, and you have a governor and a mayor who embraces it to Sanctuary City. We're importing homeless here.
3: Mm-hmm. They were co- t- contemplating putting making part of Cal Expo a homeless mm-hmm. encampment.
1: So when people, uh, when we do talk about it, we we always say there's no black and white answer there, to the homeless problem. There's a ton of causes. Um, Pat, you and I have had intellectual conversations during ride-alongs about the the disappearing middle class and people that go from homes to living in their cars. Something We see more and more often when we're out. Right. But the answer to how to fix the homeless problem, one of them is not law enforcement. There, there's no law enforcement answer. Or no. is there? No, there's not. It's no. a
4: social issue, isn't
1: and, and do, you guys, do you guys, as cops, do you want it to be a law enforcement issue, or is this one of those things you would rather not have to deal with? I'd rather not deal with it. But unfortunately, on my side of it, where I'm dealing with the parks, that's 99% of my calls. Mm-hmm. They're all homeless-related. And are they, Are they? so back to the point George was making, are they harassing other people, or or are they uh, just... They're tearing the place up. So, I mean, there's other, There's we just spent,
4: um, I can't remember the millions of dollars we did building up the levy system. Um <laughs> And they're now, homeless are burrowing into the levee to make homes for themselves along the river, which is weakening our levee systems again, which is putting the entire community at risk. Which now that is,
2: Which is what Steinberg wanted.
1: Help the homeless. But isn't that, doesn't that fall under the, why doesn't that fall under the heading of an actual crime that you can do something about?
3: The Well, the levees fall under the Idaho decision, where the homeless have the ability to camp on public Public limits. lands. So we have a huge influx on the uh, river, Riverway Parkway, where they're, they're camping out, and per the Idaho decision that the U.S. Supreme Court didn't pick up, um, that's completely within their rights, and there's not a whole lot we can do as law enforcement to deter that. <laughs> yeah.
4: The, the other issue, I think, too, is that I think the general public has their view of homeless is the mother who was living in an apartment with her two kids, and she's now down and out and living out of her station wagon and can't get on her feet. Unfortunately, I rarely see that scenario. These are people who choose to live on the street. They have a substance or alcohol abuse problem. And this is a lifestyle that they've chosen. And regardless of the resources, the street sheets that I hand out daily, they don't seek out the help. They don't want it because... Nobody wants the help. Yeah.
1: So now that we've talked about all the frustrations for the last 10 minutes and we haven't even (laughs) touched on all the the social unrest with, with being a cop and such, Jim, do you like being a cop? I love being a cop. George, you like being a cop? Wouldn't dream of doing anything else. Pat? You know, I've never in 12 years put on my uniform and regretted it. And I was talking to Brian when I was on my ride along. He said the same thing. And we said, I don't know how you could be a cop and not love it because of everything that goes with it. So what, what is it that you love about doing it? But As we talk about all these frustrating things, what's what's to love?
2: When I, when I started, it was, you know, the foot chases, the lights and sirens. They give me a gun. Holy crap, they give me a gun, first of all. <laughs> and then as you, as you go through and you go out to patrol and you move on, I went to the PRCS task force, which George mentioned earlier. When all the prisoners got let out, I was the task force that enforced their Good behavior. So that was fun. I get to chase people (laughs) because they they got let out and they never checked in. So then we had warrants issued and we just go chase them and kick in doors and grab them and bring them back to jail for a 10-day flash, which lasted three days. And then they were out again. So we ended up chasing the same people over and over again. That's a great time. I don't listen to all the political crap that goes on. I don't listen to the Black Lives Matter crap that goes on in one ear and out the other i've told george this all the time i tell my family don't be dumb and just do your job don't do dumb shit and do your job
1: is that what's fun about it for you george
3: uh currently for me i'm working <laughs> in the community i grew up and so there's a lot of ties in for me you know helping actually the area in which i grew up and the people i know and that kind of thing um again i'm not a big into the foot chases because <laughs> i don't catch many people you got a big foot though i have a big foot and, and, but,
1: and, and Pat, when I've been out with you, is it is it those exciting moments that make it fun? Yeah,
4: you know it's you know eighty percent boredom, and you know or ninety percent boredom and ten percent holy crap we almost just died. It's um it's a blast. It's everything about it the camaraderie with the people you work with, uh, the agency I think has a lot to do with whether you enjoy your job or not. The community, um you know it's something I've want to do since I was six years old. And so you know for me I'm living out a dream, and that's the reason why. And you know the hours I keep.
1: Uh, Hey, uh, Brandon. Yes. uh, Do you have Do you have another guest that you've popped in there stealthily?
0: Yes, I've got uh, I got Joe. Right. Yes. How's it going,
5: Joe? Not bad. How are you?
0: Very good. Uh, Just yeah, I I don't know really how to segue him into the (laughs) conversation. It got so serious in here. Story of my life. Yeah. Um, Thanks for joining us. Why don't we start with
1: Why are you late, Joe?
0: Yeah. What did you
5: do? Uh, I work a great distance away, and I did the best I could. uh, What do you do? All traffic laws. What? Yeah. Of course. What do you do? Uh, (laughs) uh, I work for uh, state parole doing what uh, supervising felons in the community
1: so does that mean you're always driving around checking in with those type of guys yeah Gals? there's a
5: yeah there's a lot of um you we're know, we're field agents and so we're in the field the vast majority of our time doing just that is this
1: and is it making sure that they're walking the straight line or checking in on them or it's trying to
5: make sure that they're walking the straight line.
1: how often's that how often does that happen
5: you know i've got about 70 on my caseload and i'd say you know, 40 are really trying and, you know, doing well. And then you've got um, maybe 20 that need a little more encouragement and then 10 that just can't seem to figure it out.
1: So to pick up on where we were with the the other three, do you love it?
5: I love the mission. I love the mission.
1: And and so are there days where it's just you go home shaking your head back and forth going, why am I doing this? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's a, uh, uh, Jim, what's the worst part about being a cop
2: uh, today? I have some friends who are slightly more left than most of us. So trying to explain common sense to those, to that side is difficult because you're always, I mean, you're always going to be at a party and someone's going to say, that dude's a cop. Like, oh, Hey. Tell me about your chase. Have you ever been shot? Have you shot somebody? You know, the regular questions, but then you get the, the black lives matter comes out all the time. What do you think about black people? What kind of question is that, you know, and you, you get that now more than ever. I never used to get that question, but it's the, the rhetoric that the media puts out there that, you know, blacks are oppressed and all this. I'm like,
1: how do you handle that, Pat? For those who can't see their radio, you happen to be black. Well, I don't get that because it's hard to sell
4: me on that when I'm sitting here, a successful black man who's made it in the same you know community that they're growing up in. So, do
1: you remember Snoop Dogg, the guy we pulled over on one of our <laughs> ride-alongs, and he was also black? We dubbed him that because he looked like Snoop, Dogg. but he did eventually accuse you of racially profiling him, correct? And you, I remember you just kind of laughed at him, right? So it does. It happens occasionally, but that was just like that's like a desperate go-to thing. Yep,
4: and that's the part I hate most about the job right now is is the uh, the stigma that's on law enforcement. You know, because you know we have well, there's bad cops who make bad decisions out there. You know, and it's a small percentage. There's bad teachers, teachers. There's of every bad single there's bad occupa- of everything. Every single occupation, radio. Out there. But the majority <laughs> of the guys out here you know i would say 99.9% of all the cops out here love what they do and they're trying to do the best job they can and keep the community safe and they're and they're doing a great job and we don't get credit for it. we get the uh you know we get the black eye from you know the cop that did something bad in virginia and you know and, <laughs> yeah. and, and we're we're painting with it out here
1: now joe you're dealing every day with people who are already in the system is it the same answer what the the
5: hardest part is uh you know People on Okay, it's been my experience. People on par- parole, the vast majority of them... more political. <laughs> than yeah, the vast majority of them do see parole agents differently than the street cop. Again, because the mission's different, right? Um, we're working with uh, people, like you said, that are already in the system, and then we're just giving them resources. So the guy that needs a job, we have ways to get him employment. The guy or the person that's homeless, needs a place to live, we can get them housing, right? We... We, we do that in hopes to lower the recidivism, lower the crime rate, so that we lower, you know, there's less victims. So you're, you're, you're more of a resource to them than a threat? We're more of a social worker and absolutely a resource. Um, I have, you know, pretty good relationships with a lot of the proleys on my caseload until the minute I have to hold them accountable and the cuffs come out, then I'm seen just as, you know, uh, police or sheriff okay. or yeah, the bad guy. So
1: to bring this full circle where we started while you were quote unquote stuck in traffic, um <laughs> will will
5: you be playing in the big game? I will be on the team. Um I will I will help wherever's needed. Um as you know, this as you all may have already discussed, so I apologize, but it's a young young person's game. I'm a little <laughs> I've got look like I'm eating powdered donuts, I have a little gray in my beard. Um, but, so, what's wrong with that? Well, no, I love it. I love it. I really do. So and did you bring donuts? I may or may not have donuts in the car. Right. But, may may but I just know I love the camaraderie. I love what this game is about. I love having gone to it as a kid, and now I get to bring my kids to the game. Playing in it is cool, but it's so much more than... than... Talk about your family history with it. Man, that's a good one. Um, so, my dad was a Sac County deputy, and when I was little, um, he would take... Uh, there were myself and two sisters He would take us to the games and you know back then hughes stadium was packed i haven't seen hughes stadium packed like it was with the pig bowl in decades right it's just it's an amazing thing to look back at those pictures and and realize what this tradition is about um and then as um i got older and unfortunately my dad um, was killed when i was nine years old and i got older and, and Knew that was something I always wanted to do, law enforcement, in some facet. Actually went through the Sheriff's Academy, went to work for Yolo County, and then found myself in corrections, and then corrections overseas parole. Here I am. And um, about 15, 16 years ago, the pig bowl went from police and sheriff, now they involve fire, and now outside agencies, meaning law enforcement in Sacramento, which I fall under. And I was super excited and blessed to be able to do that. And again, to be able to play in a game that's gone on for so long—the longest-running charity game—my kids are there. Um, I, ca- I really can't describe it. It's an awesome um, event to be a part of.
1: Which Which one of you guys is the best football player?
5: Well, in my prime.
1: <laughs> well, you, 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 Joe, in your prime. But you, George, raise your hand right away. Yeah. What makes you? What's What makes you so good? Youth. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is really hammering the. How much younger than you is he? F- Fifteen years.
3: Yeah, about that. Wow.
1: So you are you are one of the young guys uh, out I'm old there for a reason that's making guys like Joe not play as much. Right? It was,
3: well, I remember a couple of years ago when Pat was on the radio talking about the game, and he was talking about the young guys, and I'm like, he's talking about me because he used to line up, he, he played defensive <laughs> line, I play offensive line, and I was like, oh, he's talking about me. All right. Cool. So, no, it's it's a. It's a, it's a moxie i have about myself i just think i'm better than i really am
1: do you guys have do you guys like know i mean i, I know you know but who's like your best who's your secret weapon one or two guys like do you have a, a couple guys you're like
2: oh yeah uh we have a wide receiver that came out from Sac state um and he so when i started saying that's why we run the ball his goal was to prove me wrong and every year he <laughs> makes an unbelievable catch. And
1: he played football for Sac State, yeah. And now he's a cop, yeah. and so he okay, yeah. He's a secret yeah. weapon. We have we have a couple college. We have Merrill
3: played yeah. at New Mexico State,
1: yeah.
3: So um, yeah,
4: we had defensive end he was pretty
3: fossil. Yeah, fossil played at Utah. State he makes me
2: and George look really small. He,
3: he's well, he's a machine. Yeah,
1: he's huge. And so people that come out and watch the game, they are going to see quality football. Yes, because Absolutely. you Pat earlier said you would say it's college level at least in terms of effort, but also it sounds like quality.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And fire is not lacking talent on their side either. They got people who have played college ball on their side. So you know, we have did a lot of emphasis on law enforcement here, but
1: um, the fire is not lacking talent on their side either. That's enough about them. I think because I, <laughs> I, I just I get the impression over the years a lot of people they don't understand how fun this thing is to go to. They, they I, I think yeah. a lot of people go. Ah, well, yeah. okay, it's just a bunch of guys oh, running. It's around. on Saturday, and right. it's Saturday, but it's it's the ideal Saturday. It's between. The playoffs and the Super Bowl. Correct. It's the weekend where there's nothing going, nothing on, going on. Nothing no on. Nothing to do. No one
3: cares about the Pro Bowl.
1: No, no. And, and this sounds to me like much more quality football than, than the Pro Bowl. And especially for people that are football fans, they can actually go and see real football, have fun, help the community, help a good cause. It's a
2: huge family event.
1: And you guys mentioned the tailgating earlier, the right. family angle. Right. Again, there's
4: the kids' fair that happens. You know, There's a canine demo. There's the flyover that happens at kickoff every year. Um, there's going to be the... Five hundred and first Legion Star Wars guys running around in stormtrooper uh, outfits. They're Sweet legit. nerd alert! They, they are, that's awesome. But they, they are even,
2: <laughs> like when we're out there walking onto the field or whatever prior to the game, just warming up. They are they stay in character. It doesn't matter.
4: You'd be like, <laughs> uh, hey, what's up? <laughs> one guy's got rah, a rah, full rah, size rah. remote R two D two. They're they're a, um, cool. a George Lucas endorsed group. Like it's they're the, the costumes are real deal, so they're they're out there. Um But it's the time's amazing. Oh, not to mention when we get a, anytime there's a touchdown, this, some guy comes out with a cannon. Yeah. Dude, that cannon is scares. so loud, scares,
0: scares. scares. Out of <laughs> <Jesus out laughs> everybody. For any score, not just for any, the cops. Any, 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 touch, score. any oh, touchdown, nice. and there's a cannon. And you,
4: you he's and, a
3: retired guy that had too much money, so he went out and bought a cannon. <laughs>
4: we play in this game every year. And every, it scares the shit of me every well, time. yeah,
1: whose idea was it to fire something off around a bunch of cops? And the first <laughs> thing you're all doing is going for your holsters. <laughs> what's uh,
0: yeah, what's the score normally? Like, is it a high-scoring game? Uh,
2: usually 24, yeah. 24 to 27 yeah, you points. you probably have scoring history. Um, it's usually relatively close. Mm-hmm. Do you play four full, real quarters? 12-minute yeah. uh, 12 12 quarters and college rules.
1: And then an actual halftime.
2: And then an actual, actual halftime. Is that when the wish is
1: being granted this year? Do you know? Or?
4: I believe they're doing it at halftime. Uh,
1: not positive, but there is the something that wing. goes on at halftime, like with a, again a real football. Right, game. and yeah.
4: not only that, we're also um, we're honoring the fallen every year. We honor the fallen. So, um, fire this year had uh, uh, tomorrow Thatcher, who uh, uh, they lost her to occupational mm. cancer, and then. Uh, this year, you know, we have uh, Natalie Corona and Taro Sullivan and Brian Ishmael, who all fell last mm-hmm. year. So there's always uh, we're always honoring the fallen as well. It's, <clears throat> it's the, the first time I I played this game. I got sold on it. It's amazing the, what it stands for, what it does for the community. We have uh, the game day. We have a players' breakfast. We have old retired chiefs who played in pig bowl one and five <laughs> cooking breakfast for us and they all come out and all the retired chiefs and sheriffs come out and their old beat up raggedy holy moth eaten jerseys and represent <laughs> but to see that 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 brings those guys off their couch they've been retired for longer than george's been alive
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> To be a part of that uh, player breakfast, to be part of it, is just <clears throat> amazing. And you see the uh, emotion and the passion amongst the players and the people involved in it. And it is, I don't know how you don't get hooked. I don't care if I'm you know, 75 and I'm long retired. I will be a part of this game. And if this show's still going, which I'm sure it will be,
1: I'll be sitting right here every <laughs> single year.
4: Because it's, uh, it's something that my heart is into, and it means a lot.
1: And then for and for the people that come out to watch, the game's at one, but you referenced earlier the tailgate and all the kids. So this is is it like an all-day uh, p- event, party thing, if you want
2: it to be? or It's, it's just... an overnight thing. There's people that park their RVs out there. When I show up at 9, 8, o'clock from the breakfast, show up to the parking lot, it's already filled with people. And some of them are drunk.
0: <laughs> uh, my, wife, my
2: wife will get there about 10. And she coordinates 850 people to to come and drink with her. I don't know how she does that? Uh, and then, like I said, yeah, trying to get her into the. What's stadium. also what I was
4: asked to mention too, which is uh, kind of cool: the cheerleaders on both sides oh, are are full time deputies and wives and kids and daughters. They all come out and volunteer. We practice for a month. They come out in like October and start putting together routines
2: and stuff. So it's a big, huge. Family Affair. Wow. Everybody's involved. That is so cool. And then after the game, of course, we all go to players on Sunrise, lower players, and that's a just a big, that- giant... Ice Ben Gay party. That is, uh, that sounds hot. It's a crazy, oh, icy hot too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Joe, Joe's actually sponsored by yeah. Ben Gay, Tiger
4: and duct tape.
3: It.
4: <laughs> it's a huge party there, especially if we win. It's even a crazier party. And if you go, just plan on getting a ride. Uber. Always
2: Uber. All Players Wednesday. party on the 15th. That's Wednesday.
1: By the way, uh, uh I don't want to put you on the spot, but am I right that on the regular show we're going to be giving away tickets? To you the, are giving away tickets. To the Big Bowl? <gasps> Good. Yep. All right, Hopefully cool. it's
3: not your bad boys game because nobody will be coming.
1: Don't even get me started on this damn game. <laughs> I, I swear. <laughs> it's, it's just driving Brandon and I nuts. <laughs> uh, anything else we
0: got to add in, Brandon? Um, the uh, If you wanted to pu- plug the uh, law enforcement appreciation uh, uh, swag, um, yeah, we, we can do that.
1: we got that up and running at, at, at uh, radradio.com. That's been out uh, because... Uh, uh, last Thursday, in terms of when this is actually airing as a broadcast, January 9th was Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Oh, that's what I want to ask you guys. That's kind of a good last thing. Because a lot of people have been asking me this, especially in the last five years since the whole Ferguson thing started everything. And and people just ask me this about the military, but now because they know I know so many cops, they ask me about this because they feel awkward. Do you guys like when people walk up to you and say, thanks for your service? Or does it make you uncomfortable when you'd rather they just not? I appreciate it. I don't know how to answer it. I yeah, think that's a great answer
4: because it's great because we know that the the, that the loud few don't speak for the majority. That most of society appreciates what we do and supports us. Unfortunately, we don't hear that, and the media doesn't cover that. So, yeah, when people come up and say thank you. It makes you feel kind of awkward, but we appreciate it.
1: When we were on one of our ride-alongs and we stopped by the state fair, it was nuts. People were coming up to you left mm-hmm. and right. And so is that – do you all agree that it's – we're talking about the vocal minority? You still feel like it's the overwhelming majority of people support you guys? Absolutely. Support cops? Support-
2: there, there is an overwhelming support in Sacramento for law enforcement. I've worked in District 6, which is Stockton Boulevard, Mac Road, <laughs> you know that's the ghetto of all ghetto
1: yeah, I was down there a couple weeks ago yeah. with uh, with uh, Brian right it's it's jarring to see actually right
2: but every time i've left a call or a vehicle stop and i'm not your average cop i don't write tickets i saw the same ticket book they gave me an 05 so <laughs> and they they are overwhelmingly supportive if you treat them with this much respect and then th- you're good from there I get notes and Starbucks cards
4: left on my patrol car while I'm in a call or at dinner saying thank you, just randomly.
3: My partner had some guy throw $20 into his car. <laughs> Cause we're not allowed to accept the gratuities. <laughs> right. And so they said, you know, we appreciate it, but thank you. And they're trying to drive. I mean, he did like some drive-by
1: and like threw the 20 bucks into his car and went <laughs> <ran off. laughs> Um Anything else we got to add uh, about the event or anything else you guys want to bring up? No, I... I I think that covered all my
4: uh, my media points, but it's an amazing game. And, and for the people out there who may be intimidated by law enforcement or want to come out and just meet law enforcement hang out, this is the time to do it. We're, we're relaxed. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. We love talking to the public. We love talking to the kids. Um, yeah, I mean, use that opportunity to come out and get to know us and, and see you. How we are when we're off duty and having fun,
1: Brando. I know uh, you're you're not feeling well at the time that we're recording this. Thanks for letting me kind of take over your podcast here. Thing, I didn't oh, need to, to bully you out of the way. No, that's, that's this
0: is awesome. This has been the easiest gig I've ever had. Okay. Thank you, Rob.
1: Outstanding. Are we all done then?
0: Yeah, I think we're good. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, gentlemen. We really
1: appreciate hey, it. Thank you, guys. Thank appreciate you it. Bet. Thank you.
0: The rad.